you have arrived at your destination. Yo, Mitch. Brandon. What's your favorite 90s tune, brah? Oh, man, there's this wicked cool one from, like, Smash Mouth. I really dig. No, no, I meant cartoon. Oh, cartoon, cartoon. sorry, brah. I really dig the Mighty Max back in the day. And Street Sharks are pretty tubular as well, bro. We're talking 90s tunes on Animation Destination, bro. Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I'm joined by Mitch. Hello. Mitch, the uh, the purveying, I guess, veteran of the show, we should say. <laughs> yeah. You, you've been on more, more than anybody else. I, I had to say so. I'm, uh, I'm not quite your red mic, but I'm probably your red mic. It's pretty, pretty red mic. So, yeah, it's like a little Dean and Insider yeah. terminology there. But, yeah. no, yeah, it's true. Um, you've been on more than anybody else, I think. And I would have to say it's because I am, I won't, you know, pale in comparison to your com- uh, cartoon <laughs> uh, uh, knowledge in a, in a, and all that, but uh, I definitely love my cartoons. So. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about a lot today. Uh, oh, a, lot of yeah. car- a lot of cartoons. We're talking 90s cartoons. Yeah. But not every 90s cartoon. They're um, not all worthy of the... No. What, how do we pronounce 90s? The noin- 90s. 90s, bro. What we want to talk about mainly is things that sort of encapsulate a time of the 90s, and that sort of situation that goes on. And we might run down by, year by year on some of these ones that really do, maybe just like briefly mention some. But the 90s was an interesting time because the 80s was a big boom. Mm. 80s was a huge boom when it became perfectly okay to, you know, make a cartoon a commercial. That's, <laughs> that's basically what happened. Uh, it's totally okay to sell kids to things with using a cartoon. So that spawned things like G.I. Joe and Transformers and, and Ninja Turtles. That was in 88. You know, lots of things like that. Uh, we're not going to talk about Ninja Turtle because that's going to get its own. Yeah, so. that's well, trust me, yeah. I can go on for hours about that. Anyways, exactly. We, we will do because we talked generally about it the whole time on Turtles Week, but we can do a breakdown of each individual series easily. Uh, oh yeah, and I would like to get you and my friend Sean on because Sean uh, knows his turtle stuff as well. Ooh, so nice. I, I would say you're both. Pretty up there on the turtles ranking uh, fandom. A fellow uh, turtle fan, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, ask me what his son's name is. <laughs> is it, I really want to hope. I hope it's Splinter, but I doubt it's Splinter. Uh, no, Casey, it's Casey. Is it? Okay. His last name is Jones. Is so, it really? You know. <laughs> oh, he has so, yeah. a destiny. Well, sorry, ahead his, of his, him. Da- his his daughter. I apologize. His daughter's name is Casey. Oh uh, well, it's you know Casey what? Jones, regardless, that's all right. Yeah. She now has a destiny ahead of her. We're gonna yeah. just, please tell me someone bought her a hockey mask. <laughs> you know what? She's probably got one hanging in her room. I don't know. Ah uh, man, like, you know what? But if he he did indoctrinate them. They are watching the turtles cartoon. Oh, like, sweet. Hit both. Uh, both him and Riley, both her and Riley, and probably their son as well, is all watching. Are they? Is it old school turtles? The new, the new, the new. Yeah, the, t- the 2012 version, hey. the one that's on right it's now. Good. That's yeah. good. It's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah. 
It's a good show. Oh, and, oh it's back, by the way. So that's good. It, oh, it's, that's, it's back oh, that's on right. Yeah. I, started, I started seeing couple, some new episodes on Nickelodeon yeah, the other day. A couple, uh, couple of new episodes uh, started up a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, well, first, let's get into our animation recommendation, which is Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo! Um, we covered this last week, but um, it's the lowest box office of any of Laika's stuff right now. Which really? Which is sad and pathetic, really. Um, by it, It's lower than Paranorman, which was the, which was the lowest. Uh, it still has the same trend as Paranorman, so it will likely make a profit uh, before sure. it ends out. But right now it is at the lowest possible, uh, it's, it's their lowest uh, opening, softest opening they ever had. That's sad, man. It's really sad and pathetic because this movie is great. It's amazing. And uh, it's probably not my favorite like a movie, but it's way up, it, it's still, that's like saying like, well, it's not my favorite Pixar. It, yeah. It's still freaking still great. Pixar. It's still good. You know, it's like, it's just, you know, like, and I mean like early Pixar before they started like cranking out stuff that's just kind of like okay. Yeah. Like, I mean like, 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 you know. Like in the span of like Toy Story two, Incredibles, Up, Wally, like that Pixar, yeah. like it's just like holy crap, like everything is phenomenal. So when I say one's better than the other, it's like oh, shaving hairs, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Like, who cares? Not so, by much. No, but that's uh, that's so, very unfortunate, man, because so, like it's a visually beautiful it is. Uh, uh, piece of work. And yeah. So anybody who listens to this podcast, like, go out and watch that right now. Like, we, it needs to get big. Because uh, I, I was tracking the numbers on everybody. Uh, Coraline had a fairly soft opening. Uh, second weekend, it dropped. The third weekend, it spiked. It went up above the first weekend on its third mm. weekend. Uh, I guess because of recommendations and people yeah. going out and seeing it. Uh, I hope that trend follows with with uh, Kubo as well. Um, it's so bizarre because it didn't open against anything. It didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, against anything really... I don't know. I don't want this thing to bomb. I don't think it will. It's following the same pattern. So, but, you know, having the softest opening just kind of stinks, and I don't want that to be the case. You know, I don't. You know. It, I hear a lot of, like, businesses right, nowadays, like, or not nowadays, but, like, right around this time, they have a little dip, and I, I'd like to attribute it that people are on vacation and stuff yeah. like that. So it's maybe true. it might pick up a little bit here in the next month or whatever. Now it's September. You know, school started back up. People are back home now. So. Yeah. Maybe it'll kind of pick back up. Pick but back up a little that's bit. A, yeah. That's sad, man. It's, it's such a beautiful movie. It's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, definitely go check that out if you if you need to. Um, yeah. So uh, I you know I I didn't go see Paranorman because I didn't, it wasn't marketed properly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it wasn't marketed for what it is. Um, which you really can't. Yeah, like, it's like you, you really do, can't. you ruin the movie. Like you, you ruin the movie basically, and and it it's you had to market it as as is and. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the marketing for this has been really good. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, but I know a lot of people that don't know a lot about it. So it's just like apparently it didn't reach everywhere. I don't know. It's it's very hmm. interesting. So, but yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. But definitely go check it out. We definitely want that stuff. And these always do better at DVD and like retail sales as well. So yeah, um, I can see I, that. I don't think it will fail. I think it will hit the same marks about the other three movies made. Um, but it definitely needs to, to, you know, really ramp up. So, uh, to make any, to make, you know, I, I don't want it to, to, to die off here. Yeah, so. I want Studio here to be making more. You know, we're coming, you know, we're coming up on some big busters coming up here, you know, like in, in, you know, uh, movie land. So definitely, you know, let's, let's make sure it gets a good, good run for its money. But anyway, um, 
On to Toon News. Not a whole lot of Toon News. Uh, basically, we've got some stuff returning. TMNT is back, yeah. uh, which is great. TMNT returned to Woo. Nickelodeon for the second half of season five. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't... I, th- I thought we were done or, with season five because the way it ended. Yeah. The way the, the, it, the after all the Triceraton yeah, and all that stuff. You know, they got back to Earth and yeah. everything. And it was I was just like, oh, like, this is the end of the season. So now I gotta wait for the next season. No, it was just, just episode 15, then yeah. 16, 17. It's weird. And I, and it's, it's really silly because you never know how they're gonna package it when they send it to DVD. Cause that, like, the seasonal breaks in animation are never clear. Uh, it's it's never clear. Yeah. Uh, it's really stupid and sad, and I don't get why executives think. I guess they think because kids don't care, but yeah. it's just like, you know, not just kids watch cartoons anymore, guys. We've <laughs> and sometimes people like to categorize things and have, you know, uh, definitive uh, numberings on things. Yeah. So they don't like to just be episodic on nonsense. Yeah, we like to have um, a story, an ongoing yeah. or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, which leads me to my next bit, which is Netflix cartoons. Uh, that you know mm-hmm. uh, what season it is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Netflix, uh, Dawn of the Croods, season two premiered. Mm. Um, I talked a little bit about this show, I think, uh, from season one. It's very, it's, 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 a, it's a little fun kind of Flintstones type show. Uh, very different from the movie. The movie is... I finally watched the movie, by the way. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's... You know, yeah. it, it has its moments. It has moments. Say, it has know? very good, good like, tearjerker moments as the... I, I take it the guy that created the belt and all that other stuff or whatever, I get I think he's not in the show? Uh, guy? No, it's guy, not there in the show. Yeah. yeah. It takes place in sort of like a pseudo-not world of the show. Because, uh, you know, because, like, in the valley where they were before they met Guy was like that was where they live they live there but there's like other people so it's like there's neighbors and stuff that they talk to and oh so you almost like say this before it would probably be before because they're still yeah because they're still hunted by like the the owl bears and stuff like that okay like and they still have to like hunt weirdly and stuff like that but didn't they have to do that in the movie too that's why like he would like come out of the cave a little bit yeah yeah and 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 all that's kind of gone like that whole bit like he's he just sort of like is the archetypal like protective father mm. but it's not like you know like then like in the movie it's like ramped up to like a hundred and he's because he's guess what they're surrounded by predators so yeah <laughs> there's a reason it's that way um but yeah it, it's it's so it's sort of like a pseudo not really place for it and everything um but uh yeah it's got great voice acting the animation's awesome it's all it's all digital animation but it's frame by frame which is really oh, cool. Okay, cool so yeah it's, it's definitely because de- there's two episodes in season one that were I guess given to like a cheaper studio or like a studio to to fork something out quicker, mm-hmm. and it's there of lower quality, like entirely. But oh, really? It's, it's definitely flash style animation with like in betweens and like computer generated like movements and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, that just never looked as good to me no. like, ever. Um, it just always looks better to me when something flows through frame by frame. You see a hand, you know what I mean? Is regardless if it's done digitally or done on paper, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, but this is definitely done frame by frame, regardless if it's digital or not. I believe it's digital. Um, so whatever Toon Boom or Flash or whatever the heck they use to animate it with, but 
yeah, but it's good. It, it's enjoyable. Um, it's a, it's a whole like sort of uh, family show. Like there, there's not like one particular character. It's all based on one episode will be based on this character. The next will be based on this, etc., etc. Yeah, uh, but it's fun. I like it. Very uh, family type yeah. of uh, yeah. show. DreamWorks does good, good, uh, good, good fun stuff for people. Uh, I'm rewatching Voltron actually. Uh, the after this. the new yeah. Netflix one. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm rewatching uh, Voltron season one and. Uh, and I found an Easter egg in it, which was fantastic oh, yeah. for everybody out there. I didn't realize this was my first uh, playthrough. Uh, there's a scene where Lance and Hunk are sneaking out of the base uh, in episode one. They're sneaking out of the garrison base, and in the background you can see Roy Foker from Robotech, which is fantastic. Really? So, yeah. There's a Robotech character, one of my favorite Robotech characters, and he's right there in the background. And I, and I was watching, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's totally him. They like, had the same like blonde hair and like the little shoulder pads and everything. I was like, that's Roy Foker. Well, like, and also, I, I know this is my second time watching through as well. Um, it's in episode one. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I guess creators or writers for the show mm-hmm. their names are like uh, like hallways or whatever in oh, the are place. they yeah nice like with Santos is one of them okay right? yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, it's like yeah. Santos this or it's like <laughs> had arrows at Santos way or something that's like funny. that and I was like ha that's, that's one of the writers or creators or whatever that's funny that's pretty good I like it yeah like it. Yeah, good little Easter eggs. There you go. Yeah, keep your eye out for them. I should do a video on all the Easter eggs in uh, Season 1 of Ultron. Mm. Uh, next bit of news is not really any super news and everything, but there was an article uh, uh, with Greg Weissman, uh, mm. writer, creator of Young Justice, creator of Gargoyles, creator of so many, so many good things. So many good uh, things. That are canceled before their time. Yeah. Um, and he basically uh, is, is still getting pressed, like, hey, is there any interest in... Uh, Netflix uh, picking up Young Justice, and he said there has been actual interest. Uh, they have, they have, they said that they were impressed with how many people are watching it, um, but you know, like it's not a done deal. Keep watching. So, what more do they need, though? I, I, that's my question. You know, it's just they, they they need to make sure that it's worth the investment of producing a new show. I mean, okay. I know. Okay, uh, I know. Like making. Making a show is not cheap, not at all. Especially if they're going to do it in vain. If they're going to stick with two D animation. Two D animation. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's not so. a cheap form, right? But like, I just I don't know. It, it blows my mind. Anybody <laughs> I talk to about Young Justice, like, yeah, it was such a great show. Why did they take it off the air? Or yeah, though they got yeah. that's done, isn't it? They're well, not doing anything more. It's like. Everyone loves the show. It's like, yeah. why just it, do it? it? It's a more infuriating cancellation than most things because typically when something gets canceled, it's because nobody watched it when it was on. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, people talk about Arrested Development, like, oh, it got canceled for a second because nobody watched it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I liked Arrested Development, but I watched it every Sunday, and apparently nobody else did. Yeah. So you like, and twenty other people. Like, like Ron Howard went on a big thing like that. It's like, hey, why don't you watch the show when it's on? You know, and then, <laughs> then, then maybe we'll, it won't get canceled. Then we won't have to do these petitions to get a new season. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just it's just silly. You know, um, but yeah. So uh, basically, what he said was like, yeah, the fight's still going. Keep binging YJ. Keep that hashtag going. And that's like my busiest tweets. Whenever I tweet out something that's hashtag Keep binging YJ. Retweets, 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 retweets. It just it gets an insane amount of like like uh, not an insane amount, but a good amount of uh, feedback. You know, a lot of likes, a lot of retweets, and it's really great. Um, so yeah, I, I I eagerly await them to make the decision on whether or not to do it. Uh, I just 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 so I know. Like <laughs> I don't need to be strung along. If it's a no, just tell me. Yeah, just- I'll be crushed. But you know what? I can move on. Yeah, at least I won't have this like you know, hit in my heart. Then, like, is it, it maybe, maybe, maybe not? perhaps? Oh, who knows? Um, 
But you know, if this show gets saved, it's it's celebration time here. Oh, it's... at Animus, we're we're immediately doing a two parter where we do series <laughs> one and two. Yeah, immediately doing that. Might uh, as well. We're celebrating, and we might we might be doing that soon anyway. So, but uh, if we get if it gets an announcement of a, of a resurgence, then yes, <laughs> yeah. definitely we it's will. It's a definite. Yeah, it's a most definitely we will do that. But anyway, uh, that's it for tune news. Uh, not a whole lot this week, which is totally fine because we're moving on to our topic of the day, which is 90s cartoons. 90s, brah. The 90s cartoons, the 90s was an interesting time. Um, there are certain things of the 90s that uh, some youngins might not even remember out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of, the, some of the kids watching this might not even know. But say some, some of the, the kids probably stuff. were born in yeah. the 90s, you know? Uh, but every inf- inflection of Michelangelo's voice. <laughs> that is the 90s. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I always consider Turtles to be a 90s cartoon, but we're not going to cover Turtles because it's obviously... Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a creature on its own, pretty mm-hmm. much. So. Yeah, it's, it, it was started in the 88, but uh, it, it most the majority of its lifespan was through the 90s. Oh, absolutely. And, and embodied the skateboarding and the extreme style and all that stuff. Yeah. But there were plenty of rip-offs we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and we're definitely going to talk about them. Uh, but let's start off with 1990. Uh, what came out in 1990 that was really... Uh, um, interesting in, uh, in in for its time. A lot of great ones, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Adventure, uh, the Adventures of Super Mario Bros. Three. Oh my gosh! Uh, which was the 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 slightly better spinoff of the Mario cartoon. <laughs> yeah, uh, slightly better. Slightly better. Not great, but yeah, it <laughs> still had its but own. Way better than the than the first oh, uh, man. season. Oh man, terrible. Uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's a, that's a funny one. Oh, dude, the, I remember that one. Because this sort of like this one and the next one, Barnyard Commandos. Like it's sort of Barnyard Commandos only have four episodes. Yeah, but uh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it, it, like they were sort of this like it was during that time where like you know like like eighties had successful uh, toy tie-ins. Yeah, and then they just started throwing everything into a toy tie-in. <laughs> yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was an eighties movie that was like a pseudo comedy horror movie. Yeah, and they're just like, well, make a new cartoon and sell toys. Yeah, that'd be great. And some like freaking you know executive said that, and they're like, okay, sure, and they made a cartoon. Of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, um, oh very bizarre. Barnyard Commandos the same way as little like barn animals that like, it, it, like for whatever reasons like I ha- when you say the Barnyard Commandos, I feel like there's memories coming back, but I can't think of anything. You probably remember the toys more than anything because the toys were rather popular. Cartoon wasn't; it only got four episodes. Hmm. Um, I think it exploded. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, a lot of movie spinoffs. Of oh, course. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby's World was a big one. I was one. getting ready to say, I was like, Bobby's World's got to Bo- be around there somewhere. Bobby's man. World was right in 90. Uh, that that really does have the 90s, like, family template like, yeah. down. Like, just the, the, the 90s nuclear family is always, you know, uh, you know the, the, the dad, the mom... Sister, brother, little kid. It mm-hmm. always is. Like, whether the little kid is, is a girl or a boy, regardless. A lot of stuff had this this template. And usually it involved a crazy uncle yeah, or yeah. somewhere. Yeah, in some like, a, ex, this is a, a sort of extended family in a house sort of yeah. deal. You know, it's like no no less than six people in a house. Yeah. It's just, you know, and, and it, it's interesting. Uh, just, just like that's that capsulated time. Um you know, the Simpsons did it. You know, the Simpsons did that. That's they had, true. They had the three children. They had Grandpa there all the time. You know, it just... And the Simpsons, to me, is is very much a 90s cartoon. It, oh, yeah. It really is. It started in the 80s, but I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it embodies the 90s 
more so than anything else. And I know it's stretched on all up into now. Yeah, but to, to see Homer Simpson with an iPhone is just bizarre to me. <laughs> yeah. It's just bizarre. It I don't, is weird. To see anything but a landline phone like mm-hmm. in their house or anything, it's just like... This should have ended. This should have ended by yeah. now. It just should have been long gone. It just it should have ended, and it, it it just it had that it, that weird paint, you know, the weird color scheme uh, of the house. It just really just sort of sucked you into like this '90s feel of like that's that's the era this took place in, and it still tries to be that, and but it's not. Yeah, I was say they still not, try to do the, the like similar jokes, but it's not. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't apply. To yeah, the and, and I always and I always say that like people. Well, there was a funny episode of uh, Simpsons the other day. <laughs> they always bring out this, and I'm like, it's not just about the comedy though. The Simpsons used to be charming. Mm-hmm. It used to have a lot of charm to it, and now there's just. Like, an episode would end with, like, Homer and Marge, like, riding off on bikes in the sunset, reaffirmed that they're, you know, their marriage and all, all that stuff or whatever. It's like, but now it's like it'll end like a Family Guy episode with, like, Homer tasering Marge and she's writhing on the floor as the credits roll. It's like, <laughs> that, that, that happens. Like, that, that's actually the end of an episode. It's just like, that's, that's a Family Guy joke. That's not Simpsons. Yeah. Like, I, I know you want to adapt to the times, but it's just... I don't... Maybe that you aren't meant for this time. Exactly. Maybe you should have ended it so I can remember you fondly. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Instead of watching you slowly fall into chaos. I, I want to remember The Simpsons fondly, Mitch. I you, want to. You can't. You can't just stop watching them now. I, well, I, yeah, I have. Just, I, just, I haven't watched for erase years. Erase the past ten years from your I, mind and I, just... I haven't watched for years. Honest to God, I have not watched it. No, I'm right there with at you. At least seven years, I don't think I've regularly watched that show. Mm-hmm. If that much. It might be ten. Like, I have not watched that show in forever. Yeah. Um, like regularly, like uh, on a regular basis. Every now and then there'll be an episode on or a clip that I'll see. And you'll throw but, it on for a little bit. Yeah, but, but it's just it's like... It's not like, i got to get home since yeah, they're on. It's background noise. Mm-hmm. It's background noise at that point. I, the Family Guy kind of felt faltered off for me after that as well. Yep. Family Guy, just I, I stopped watching Family Guy real quick after it came back. It, yep. uh, you know, it had a few good seasons after it came back, and then it should have just left. It should, yeah. Futurama <laughs> is the template, man. Futurama <laughs> was canceled before its time, brought back, and left with with a lot of credit. Yeah. Like, it left honorably. Yeah. Like, it just, it went on, it was like, all right, we got what we wanted to do, now we're saying peace. They did, and it, they did it on their page, or their, their time, I should say. You know, that's, that's it, it's it's a rarity to see yeah. a show, let alone a cartoon show, yeah. do that. They, they were canceled by by by, uh, by, Fox, by, Comedy, Cent- by Comedy Central. Comedy Central, that's right. They were canceled, but it was just kind of like, it kind of felt okay. You were like, okay, it didn't get its run last time, now it got its run, and now it's okay to go. Yeah. It, just, it felt better. And then they got, they got the announcements that they were able to do a last episode, and it all felt good. It, they, they walked away. Mm-hmm. Simpsons, walk away. Yeah. <laughs> just, be done just with it. stop. Walk away and be good. Then I can remember you fondly. Then maybe I can like look back on these episodes, watch them again, and go, hey, yeah, those were pretty okay. Maybe they were okay. I don't know, because I stopped watching, and I stopped caring. <laughs> Oh, but that's my rant on The Simpsons. Yeah. And, uh, that, we're moving on to some other but stuff. It sounds like we need to do a Simpsons episode now. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it to die, honestly. <laughs> I'm waiting. But if I you do... You're going to be waiting until you're 40 or if, something, man. If I do Simpsons, I'm doing seasons 3 to 10. That's it. Uh, then, oh, 10, the, the, I'm, hey, I'm right there Season with three, you, man. And I'll cover one and two. There's not a great. There's just nothing I, really good. Yeah, there's nothing three. really good. There's the there's the sort of almost divorcee affair episode, yeah. which is weird. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, there's that. Um, 
Next up, uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Oh my gosh. Uh, this was a big... Uh, I-, I look back fondly on this dumb show. Yeah. I really honestly do. Um, I love it, dude. It's like, great. I, I watched it today. I watched it like, I don't know, I saw an episode like maybe three or four months ago. Yeah. It's awful. But yeah, oh my gosh, terrible. I love yeah. it. You know, go back and watch like the first season too. The first season has great animation. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. They, they, they cheapen the animation horribly as it goes along. <laughs> but season one, good animation on that show. Hmm. Uh, very, very, very good models as well. Uh, but it, it still kind of cheapens here and there. But like it's better than the rest of it. Uh, you know, this is packed with celebrities with a bunch of environmental stuff. Uh, Oprah Win or was it Whoopi Goldberg or Oprah Winfrey? Oh, Whoopi Goldberg, I think, is Gaia. Or oh, was it, or was uh, it Oprah Winfrey? Uh, it's Oprah. I don't know. It's man. Oprah. I want to say it's Oprah. I think it's Oprah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it, it could be Whoopi Goldberg. It, it might be Whoopi Goldberg. It's probably Whoopi. It's Whoopi Goldberg. It's Whoopi, okay. <laughs> it's Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, through I, think Oprah, I thought yeah. Oprah was too busy with her show at the time. Yeah, but. I mean, you know, I was like, but it, you'd think everybody that was on this would be on, would, would, would be busy with their show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LeVar Burton was on this show. Uh, lots of people were on this show. Um, uh, Margot Kidder played, uh, uh, played, I think she was Dr. Blight, I want to say. Uh, I'm not entirely certain of all the people that were that were in this, but... You had Ed Asner. You had all these sorts of people that were in this uh, that you know were voicing characters, and it was all just sort of this like strange little environmental show that where the villains were just these comical like they would rather pollute the world than make a buck. Like yeah. it was just weird. Like yeah. it's just like they, they would like they would like hijack like um, like an oil tanker, and he'd want to like ram it into the side of. Like, like he'd want to ram it into like a, a coastline so he could sell his soap, rather than just like sell the oil <laughs> yeah. that you've just hijacked, which no, no, is no. worth way more than your soap. I don't think you understand <laughs> how much money he's put into the soap. No, there's a no. lot, a lot of money being put into the soap now. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that it's not as much as the oil. Yeah, that you just stole. Not that nearly as much. Take that to Saudi Arabia and yeah. sell it. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's a way better business model. They'll give you lots if, of money if for you're that. gonna be a criminal anyway. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. Um, but yeah, um, Captain Planet of the Planeteers uh, had, had little environmental messages, and it was before environmental messages became insane. I yeah, guess. it was. Uh, it was a much more, it more tame. It was just like recycle every now and then. Yeah, do this. Uh, don't be d bags and like throw plastic in the right. ocean. Don't don't you know? litter. Don't litter. Don't, yeah. don't don't you know like that's one of the only like hippie things I still do now is whenever I have like a uh, you know like one of those Coke. Ring things. Yeah. I always snip them. Cut, I always cut snip, them up. Cut them up. I just, you never you know, know where they're going to end up. You at. never know where they're going to end up. And I've seen videos with birds stuck in them. That's sad. It's very. So, it's, it's, it's a sad it's, thing. It's awful. I'm not an environmentalist type guy. Sure. I'm not like, but that's one hippie thing that I do. You know, but I, like, I would. I would yeah. say it's just a. It's a. It is a environmental conscious yeah. thing that you do. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so just, much hippie. Yeah. Well, but, just um, yeah. Just be. Just. I just say hippie. But you know. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what you're saying. Well, yeah. But like, that was one of the shows. That, like you said, it, it could deliver a message. Message and still be entertaining for kids at the time because exactly. Oh man, this guy—he's got a ring that shoots fire, and this other yeah. dude's got a ring and he like lift boulders with it. Right? Oh my gosh, this is amazing! This one dude has a ring and he can talk to monkeys. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on here? People, I think, who like hated on the whole heart thing didn't really watch the show. It's like he 
You can talk to animals. Yeah, dude. dude. It's like, but it was never to animals that were cool. I know it's always like a monkey. Because like he could like whenever like a panther was down there, that was always like to like like just talk to the panther. Yeah. No, I can't. He's too bloodthirsty. Well, that's just a worthless. <laughs> yeah, come on. If I can't have an army of panthers and leopards <laughs> marching towards this eco terrorist base, then I mean, why am I? Why am I here? Chimps can be bloodthirsty too. So <laughs> like I just I don't know. He, but he could talk to the chimpanzees. Oh my tea! So, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, that th- those are the ones that kind of embody it. Tiny Toon Adventures. We couldn't discuss that. Oh yeah, on uh, Warner Brothers cartoons. We already cut, discussed that. It's good stuff though. Peter Pan and the Pirates is a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, sleeper there. Yeah, um, but I remember that pretty vividly though, mm-hmm. man. I re- there's actually <laughs> I can't remember the characters' names. I'm horrible with names. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's it never fails, but faces I always remember. <laughs> and I can't remember, but he was the jokester of the Lost Boys. Um, he was always cre- slightly. No, slightly wasn't. I don't know. He was, I, I, I just know he's always telling show. jokes. Yeah, but, but he had. Um, did they find a genie or? They, I know the one you're talking about. I think it, it might have been slightly. I can't remember. I, I can't. Remember I, I can't was, remember. Yeah. But I remember he had asked for a joke. Yeah, he had asked for a wish to where everything he said, people would laugh at. Yeah. And then, like, literally everything he would say. So he's like, hey, where's the bathroom? Or he's like, hey, where, where'd so-so go, guys? And he's yeah. like, ah, yeah. He's like, yeah. what's so funny? Ah. <laughs> like, the entire episode, everything he would say, yeah. everyone would laugh at He's like, this isn't fun anymore. Nah. So I was like, yeah, I learned his I've... lesson and all that stuff. But, <laughs> yeah. but as a Fantasy kid, Island, <laughs> where all your dreams come through. <laughs> That was my Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, I like it. But um, but I, for whatever reason, that episode just sticks out in my mind. But I, I very much remember the yeah. Peter Pan and the and the, and the Pirates uh, yeah. uh, TV oh, yeah. show. Oh yeah, it was a it was a good little uh, good little one. I, I enjoy that one thoroughly. I, I, I've it's never been released on DVD or anything official either. Interestingly enough, really? Yeah, it's on this weird little like uh, little limbo of like legalities or something like because Fox owns it, but also the studio that owns the rights to Peter Pan owns it. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're just like colliding because like Fox doesn't own Peter Pan anymore, but they own the rights to that show because it was an original f- production. Like Fox Studios made that show; oh. it wasn't just like a, oh we can fan that out. Like they made that show for their kids block, and so it's in this weird little like legal limbo. And you know, it's unfortunate. Fox is real litigious and yeah, and grippy, they like to hold you know? on to like, stuff. They like to hold on to stuff uh, even afterwards. So it's weird. So <laughs> even if it's dead, even if it's, even if it's even the property is long dead and nobody cares. <laughs> you know, but you know, whatever. Uh, I would like to see an official DVD release of that show. I really be would because cool. it's it's a really really great animation on most episodes. Most mm-hmm. of it was animated by Toei. Toei Animation animated really? a lot of it. Yeah, wow. It was farmed out to I'm Toei. Toei's done a lot more than I thought. Oh they yeah, did. man. Toei had a lot of stuff. Jeez. Yeah, Toei was nuts. Um, let's see. Uh, next up, another another uh, film adaptation, Back to the Future cartoon. Yep. which was awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and say this right now. Most of these cartoons were pretty awful. A lot of these cartoons were pretty awful. It's we're going to talk from about the nineties, bro. It's true. It's true. We're going to talk about some good ones here. Um, uh, Pirates of Dark Water. That was a good little. Uh, I, I had one. I had the DVD of that one. That one got an official DVD release. Oh, okay, enough. it's that uh, good, huh? Only twenty-one episodes. Very doesn't have an ending. It continues. <laughs> it just it, ends. Like it clearly was supposed to have an ending, but it just doesn't. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it's sad because it's actually a really good cartoon. It, it's it's a really well made uh, little show, uh, but it's about pirates uh, going around. 
uh, finding this element called dark water, which is actually like this like oozy type of water and has like magical properties and stuff like that. So mm. yeah, but uh, it's it's really good. It has a sort of a uh, very um, uh, Indian feel to it. It's very uh, Arab Arabic type, you know, pirates oh, okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, very 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 much in that realm. So yeah. But it's cool. It's it's got a very unique art style. Um, kind of, it, it actually reminds me of um, uh, the Elves comic. What's that Elves comic? We be Elves or something like that. I forget what it's called. It might just be called Elves. I forget what it's called. Uh, Elf Quest. Elf Quest. That's oh. the one. Elf Quest. That's <laughs> I was the like, one. We be Elves. Yeah, Elf what Quest. That's okay. the one. Elf Quest. Elf Quest. Elf Quest. Yes, uh, it reminds me of that. Everybody kind of has like pointed ears and they have the same kind of eyes. Okay, kinda, okay. Kind of reminds me, like kind of makes me think like he designed it, like he did the models for it, but I don't know. Mm. I haven't done a whole lot of research on uh, Pirates of Dark Water. Mm. Uh, but that was in 91. Um, uh, Bucky O'Hare and the, to- and the Toad Wars. Oh, man. Um, that, yeah, I love me some Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, that, that show doesn't hold up as well as I remember. <laughs> but it's still okay. Yeah. It's still okay. I can imagine it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. But I can imagine it would not, yeah. it would not have any... It would not be good anywhere near as good as I thought it was. As you remember it, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Dead-Eye Duck was awesome when yeah. I was a child. Oh, God. He's yeah. amazing. Four-armed duck with an eye patch and four guns. <laughs> Dude's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's still pretty okay. He's probably the best part of the show. <laughs> he's still pretty uh, cool. Got, like, a Daffy Duck voice, too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Bucky O'Hare was fun. I liked it. Oh, um, man. It's just anthropomorphic uh, animals in space. Yeah. Why not? Again, another uh, sort of toy tie-in and everything. Yeah. Like, lots of toys are made of that. My dad still has a bunch of those toys, too. Really? He still has the Bucky O'Hare toys, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's money, man. Yeah, they might be. I don't know. Uh, nobody really knows it. Hammer Man premiered in 1991. Hammer Man. We talked a little bit about Hammer Man. Uh, <laughs> brought a blank on this one. Yeah, that was MC Hammer. Not oh, he had his okay. own cartoon for about thirteen episodes where his shoes were magical and talked, and <laughs> it was weird. Okay, it was weird. It's very weird. Uh, James Bond Junior. That was oh, dude. That was my jam when I was a kid. That was one of the epitomes of like taking like so like if we took James Bond, yeah, and we put him in the nineties. Made him a kid. <laughs> Made him like a kid, dude. Oh, so he's still gonna wear a suit. Nah, man, he's gonna nah. wear blue jeans. Blue jeans. He's got like a vest on, like a, a like a like a like a Barney fly vest. Yeah, like a really boring brown jacket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, and sneakers. Yeah, and he's got dude. like and he's got like a Q guy that gives him like skateboard. <laughs> yeah. He always had like skateboard or snowboard stuff. Yeah, it's it just, like, it just like this basketball it. will turn into and a life raft or like, whatever. I think most of the things we talk about are typically toy tie-ins because that was a huge toy tie-in. Was it? Oh, I, yeah. I, I've never seen a I, James I had, Bond Junior toy. I had a few of those. I had Jaws with the, when he had the giant mechanical. Yeah, like, he wasn't just his teeth; like the whole the bottom whole jaw, mouth and everything. which actually makes more sense because if you just had yeah. metal teeth, you would. Gonna, teeth. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> chomp through a cable if it's just a human jaw. It's not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna it's, do anything. It's so like you just your teeth won't break. Yeah. but you still can't do it. Your jaw might. Yeah, <laughs> it's like your yeah, jaw, your jaw will break. break. But he had like a big, huge jaw. And it was like honk. Yeah, yeah that makes more sense. Yeah, Odd Job had like a we like they weirded out Odd Job. He has like. He has like a, a he has like a purple jumpsuit and like and like gold chains. I'm like, what is <laughs> what is this odd job? Like, this? He was like in a suit and had a bowler cap. Why is he like a rapper? Like, what is this? <laughs> it's so bizarre. 
So bizarre. So weird. But he didn't behave any differently from like regular odd job. He'd always yeah. just throw his ass yeah, and exactly. grunt. And it's just like, but he'd have this weird look. And it's like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? So bizarre. So weird. Legend of Prince Valiant. I believe this was on my underrated cartoons episode. I think we talked about I it think before. It was. Yeah. I think it was. That's still that's a cartoon that still holds up today. Yeah. Um still available on just about everywhere. You could stream that in a lot of places. Um I think it's still available on YouTube. You can just watch every episode on YouTube. But it also has an official DVD release. So if you ever want to and it's pretty cheap too. It's not it's two seasons, two box sets. Uh they're not that they're not expensive at all. I think you can get both of them for like 15 bucks. Like nice. So they're like both for like 20 or so. So it's pretty good. Uh that show is great. Um good animation. Beautiful writing, fantastic voice acting, wonderful score. Uh, you, you can see like the animation mistakes in it a few times. Like it's like they farm that out to a few places, and it's like eh, it didn't work out. But yeah, you know whatever. But uh, yeah, um, it, it, it's interesting some of the things you come across when you, you the Toxic Crusaders is another one. That's another weird one. Yeah, uh, but I, again, based off of a movie. Yeah, but um, say, but that, again, I vividly remember like a lot of those cartoons. Just, <laughs> I don't know what it's just weird monsters and whatnot. I love that type of like yeah. freaky, weird type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it just it's funny because there are certain ones that really do just embody the '90s. They embody that whole thing. There are things that are timeless, uh, like. Uh, Disney, the Disney animated run of like Darkwing Duck, like that was on ninety one as well. Darkwing Duck, uh, Tailspin was on ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rescue Rangers, that was in like eighty nine or so, I want to say, but it's run through most of the nineties. Those things are sort of timeless because like Tailspin's kind of like in its own little like little like like airplane world, mm-hmm. I would say, which is really cool. Like it's kind of it's like sort of steampunk, but not. It's like yeah. aeronautic fifties. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably more appropriate. Because they have, like, sky pirates and stuff like that. Just stuff that's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, but they're all characters from the Jungle Book. Why? <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. I, it's like, whatever. I want to be in the meeting where that was pitched. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know what we haven't used in a while, guys? Jungle I, Book. I'm going to incorporate that in modern day. I feel like that was a pitched show, and then they just added Jungle Book characters to it yeah, okay. to get it on, to get it like, okay, people know the Jungle Book. Throw that out there, yeah. That, because like it feels like it was a completely pitched show of a different character that was probably going to be bears anyway, and they're like, put Baloo in it. <laughs> like, all right, why not? I mean, sure. <laughs> basically, the same character we had. I don't know. It just feels that way. Um, but uh, Goof Troop, that one embodies the nineties. Oh, very much so. Uh, which is interesting because like it's the only one of those that really doesn't hold up as well as the rest. Um, it's still a good show, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's very much in the suburbia. Max is a '90s kid. Oh, he's through always, and through. Always skateboarding. skateboarding. I think he's like tag stuff from time. Yeah, he's like tagging stuff, video games, just stuff like that, and like rad dude, like yeah. saying like the like just like the the time. It's not timeless, you know. It's like that. It's it's really interesting in that way because like Goslin was a kid. She wasn't a '90s kid. She was just a kid. She could have fit in any era. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, for Darkwing Duck, but like Max was clearly oh, probably nineties kid through and, and through. And it's just like I don't know. It, it's interesting when you look back in that that time period where it's like, why does this hold up, but this one doesn't quite? Mm-hmm. It's typically because they dated it with like you know like rah, you know <laughs> skateboarding, bro. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, we get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. You, I get it. You're yeah. a kid in the nineties. Yeah. All right. Right on. It's right on, dude. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's just, it's interesting to say the least. Um, Yeah, I mean, like the movie just made it like, 
that much more solidified as far as being part of the 90s and whatnot. Right. Because yeah, I love, exactly. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's Paulie Shore to the voice. And <laughs> oh, he's yeah. always in the, eating. In the movie. Yeah, in the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always mm-hmm. eating cheese yeah. out of can. Now, that movie holds up. Movies to this great. day, yeah, to this day, that movie holds awesome. up. That movie holds up, and it's and it's literally it's an interesting little tidbit. It's pretty much the only Disney movie, Disney animated movie that has a hot tub in it, which is weird because really? like you don't really like until like I think Stitch. I think Stitch had a hot tub, but Lilo and Stitch. But like, there's not really a hot tub in any Disney animated movie because it's typically set in like a a fairy tale time or something like not if that and. I don't really know of any hot tubs that are in any of them, and it's just like someone pointed that out, like in some forum. I'm like, yeah, it is the only one. Yeah, but hot tub. my question to that person is, <laughs> what are you? Why? Are you <laughs> but looking? it's just it's just kind of interesting, isn't it? I know, it? but like, it's, it's like, like it's a Disney animated feature, like a on the theater. Yeah, and it's got a hot tub. Like it's just there's never been a thing like that. It's like I don't know. So. I, I guess that's true. It's just that like who is sitting around and like. You know what Disney movies need? Hot tubs. They what? need more of them. Yeah, it, it wasn't just that. It was just like it was just like like that's something I've never seen. Like you know, it's just like it's just weird. You what know, is it's, this? Just like, it's just I've never like it's Disney. Disney but it can't be Disney because there's a hot tub in it. With a hot tub in it, it's just bizarre. <laughs> it's just like one of those like bizarre things that you might focus on. Yeah, and it's just like and so he was like that seems weird. So he tumbled it out. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, some good animal-oriented uh, shows. Uh, Dog City. I don't know if you ever watched that. It's like a noir uh, show. Very bizarre. It's like Jim Henson uh, was producing it. Oh, well. really? Because it would open up with like puppet dogs, and it was like this cartoonist who would like he was like that was his that was his whole like shtick, and he would like create and he's like this nervous kind of nerdy guy and then he made ace the 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 detect the detective hound or whatever and that was the cartoon that we would watch okay the thing that he's making so gotcha all uh, right but yeah it was a jim, jim henson production it was uh yeah but it was pretty cool it was a spinoff of the jim henson hour apparently um oh, yeah. okay. but it was anthropomorphic dogs you know that sort of deal yeah um eat the cat that was a beautiful one. Yeah. Still to this day, love that show. Um, I haven't probably seen an episode in probably over a decade it, or it, more, man. It's another one of those that has not been re-released in anything. Uh, oh, yeah. In its original run. Uh, it had great parody episodes to it. There's a great Star Trek episode in that that's just hysterical. What's that? Sharky? Uh, Sharky was Sharky the, the Shark. Sharky the Shark Dog. That was a character <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah. Sharky the Shark Dog. Very he was original. specifically a shark dog. Sharky the Shark <laughs> Yeah. Dog. Uh, but yeah, it's like, but it it, it kind of like it wasn't so much an embodiment of the '90s, but it, it did kind of had that suburbia feel to it. Well, like it, it, it felt '90s in the sense of like yeah. wacky, crazy, zany adventures exactly. and stuff like that. Like you don't have cartoon shows that really take you down <laughs> that crazy of a path true. that like Eek the Cat or Rocco's Modern Life right. or anything of that magnitude exactly. would do anymore. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Terrible Thunder Lizards kind of did. <laughs> it was kind of a because it was the offshoot on that same show, but it kind of had like that extreme like we're dinosaurs, we've got guns, and like that's like the, that's like the gag, you know. Yeah. That's the funny thing about it, you know, because they had the guy game over, man. He would just say game over all the time, like because yeah, aliens did it, you know. <laughs> that was game the bit. Over, man. Game uh, over. Yeah, Adventures of T Rex. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm, no, that was a team of like five uh, very weird shows, all di- anthropomorphic dinosaurs mm. living in a giant city of uh, you know the you know like it's a big city. They're, they're, they're like humans, but they're dinosaurs. If, if dinosaurs evolved to be humans, basically. okay, they're all um, upright, walking right. two legs. And it was the superhero team of uh, these 
like basically like they like put on like armor and stuff and like it's it really interesting. It was sounds not, kind of yeah. familiar. It takes place in like kind of a pseudo twenties uh, vibe of a city, sort of like a turn of the century type. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of jazz music. Like they they work with like a, well, they're, they're actually jazz musicians. Like that's their whole like double identity, and then they then they turn into like uh, I don't know if you saw a picture of it. Yeah, maybe, I, I feel like I feel like it's it. like it's right. It's one of those things where it's like right yeah, there. Right there. If you saw but it, maybe you'd like uh, I'll have to Google it afterwards. Pop into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of animal stuff going on. Oh yeah. Thing. Uh, moving on to our '93 uh, productions, and we're just gonna uh, pass through a lot of these a lot more. Because uh, a lot of these are Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Ah. Uh, that was funny. Um, <laughs> it's a weird show. That's a weird show. Even as a kid, I was like, "What's going on here?" Based off a comic. Interesting <laughs> yeah. enough. Based off a comic book. Uh, I went back. I, I found that uh, through internet means. Um, <laughs> it's now as an official DVD release. So, oh really? Don't worry about that. It actually is available on DVD. That and Skeleton Warriors because they were both packaged together on ABC. That's when they were both... Yeah. Like when ABC was getting out of the cartoon game. Right before that, at about 11 o'clock, their two later ones were Skeleton Warriors and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs because they hmm. were sort of like more toned up, I would say. Mm-hmm. And they really are. They're not like super adult or anything, but they're like more like, okay, like I can see where a kid wouldn't be as interested in this. Yeah. Like maybe like a comic book fan or like a teen or like a you know 12-year-old might be, you know, so... Um, but yeah, uh, it's interesting to say the least. I don't know. Uh... Or maybe it's not. <laughs> or maybe it isn't interesting. Maybe at all. it's not that interesting. Maybe it's not interesting at all. Ninety three also Animaniacs premiere. That's oh of course, man. Of course, we covered that on. Uh, but say, do we need WB. to say anything about that? Not really. Um, <laughs> this is sort of when uh, the uh, the ripoffs kind of started. Let's say okay. uh, this is where the the ripoffs kind of started to happen. Beavis and Butthead started this year too as well, but Oh, okay. That that's very 90s. Like yeah. like that's extremely 90s. Mm-hmm. They do stuff in that show uh, that they can't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's <yeah>. true. <laughs> like cuz just some of the jokes in there is like uh, Well, but say yeah. TV censorship was a little bit different in the 90s than it was today. Especially on MTV. And MTV they didn't give a crap and nope. now they're the most sensitive dudes on the planet. <laughs> so it is true. Uh, but yeah, um, this was kind of the moment where a lot of stuff started to come out uh, that was a complete and utter ripoff of Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. Uh, we would get stuff like Biker Mice from Mars. Yep, remember uh, that show. And it was a comic book, too. It was a comic book as well. Uh, you know, uh, I forget his name. Is it Unger? I think it's like Phil Unger. Rick Unger. Rick Unger is the producer of that show. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a love. I kind of have a love for that dude. Um, oh yeah, he pushes really hard to get his stuff made. Um, he has original ideas. Uh, you know, as original as biker mice from Mars can be. <laughs> Clearly, he's trying to capitalize on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Clearly, he's trying to like capitalize yeah. on thing. But biker mice from Mars, and this show didn't just like. Oh, that's what that is. There's actually a plot. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually a plot of them being from Mars. Coming to Earth, fighting this thing that's like taking over Mars, and there's actually a rebellion still being fought on Mars by other mice that like they go back to, and it's like there's a whole plot to this. Yeah, there's um, more than just like oh, we like to eat it, pizza. And yeah, blah, blah, you it, know, it's not just flung together, which I, I kind of appreciate his stuff for. I I, I do. Uh, he also worked on uh, some other stuff. Um, well, he he this show uh, like I didn't know like. I knew this because I saw it, but uh, but like I didn't realize that he was the pervading force behind it. Uh, this show was rebooted in 2003. Uh, really? 
There was a newer cartoon. It was never picked up by anything. I think it was briefly, like, eight episodes on, like, Fox animated opening, like, uh, on, on the morning. Like, Fox Kids, kids. in the morning. Or yeah, the kids block or whatever. What were they called? Four Kids or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards yeah, the yeah. end there. The Four Kids block. The, the, the Fox Box. That's what it was called. <laughs> and it was literally, like, at 7.30 in the morning, 2003 version of uh, Biker Mice from Mars would be on. And it's a literal sequel series, too. It's not just like, oh. A reboot or whatever. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel series that it picks up right where the show left off. Nice. And I'm like, that's just... The fact that he fought to get that made is really interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I have a certain love for Rick Unger. I don't really know much about him, but if I could ever interview that guy, I would love to. Uh, he just seems really cool. I don't know. It just seems really... He's also the uh, president and uh, president of uh, first-run animation programming uh, for New World Entertainment. So, you know. mm. uh, so he's doing pretty well for himself. Um, there's other shows that I know that he did uh, that I found DVDs for that were never produced that were, or that were never put on show, put on airs, uh, put on air and stuff like that. I don't know. I like Rick Unger. Uh, he, he seems like a dude that uh, gets stuff done. And even if it's not super popular, he somehow manages to get studios behind yeah. it enough to get something produced. He knows so, which strings to pull. He sounds does. like He does. It's very interesting. Uh like that dude. Uh, Street Sharks, I think, was 94, maybe 90. Uh, it was after this. But Street Sharks is definitely one of those. Yeah, but see, it's, that's an embodiment of the 90s. Yeah, I, I I saw through this when I was a kid. <laughs> Even man. as a kid. Like, Even as a kid, I'm just like, this is just, I know what you're doing here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember some of the names. Like, I, That's the thing. I can tell you every character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. From Duck Amuck to, you know, just all these other characters. Um, who was never, I think, even in the show. Was the Duck Dude in the show? I don't even think he was. Uh, uh, you're talking about Ace? Du- Ace, Ace, the du- Ace the Duck. I'm sorry, Ace. Yeah. Duck Amuck was a completely different thing. Yeah, I apologize. Um, yeah. I think he was much later on in the yeah, show. probably. I don't know. Wingnut. Weird characters that I can freaking name. You know? Yeah. Characters that weren't even in the show that I could name because my dad had the figure. Um, <laughs> uh, but... I could I can't name you a street shark. Like, uh, I, Hammerhead. It was his name Hammerhead. I thought it was just literally like Hammerhead. Sure, maybe probably. it's maybe it's Hammer Pro, Pam, Hammerhead. Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. Probably. Was, I can name you one character, and it's only because I was like, that's <laughs> the most metal name ever. <laughs> yeah. And it was a giant squid dude, and it's yeah. Kilimari. Kilimari. And I was yeah. like, oh man, oh, that's genius. Of course, cool. as, a, as a six-year-old. I'm, or however, I don't think I was six, but however old I was, it was right. 94? Yeah, 90, yeah, 94. So I was nine at the time. Right. So as a nine-year-old, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally get that reference, because I didn't know what Kilimari was. Yeah, you didn't know Cal- Calamari. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Kilimari is like, is, I don't know, maybe what the Mari is, but Kill, and oh, <laughs> so awesome, man. But I don't know, Kill's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Kill's so metal, dude. Uh, I remember one Street Shark uh, name and I think his name was Blades with a Z because he had the oh the rollerblades roller that's right I think that's the only thing that like did they all have rollerblades no just him he was the only one that had rollerblades so what did one have like a scooter probably <laughs> shark scooter or something yeah. or like jet skis I don't know like who knows what they had uh, I remember Moby Lick as well because I remember, ah, so I, remember, dirty. I remember that figure just being the weirdest thing in the world because he actually had like a moving tongue and they would like move around. Ugh. Ugh, it was bizarre. 
Yeah, I forgot what the lobster dude was called, but you know, just yeah, I'm sure it was just as clever as kill as Kilimari. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was Bisque. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Street Sharks was just like when I was a kid. I was just like, I'm didn't they all kid. like have their thing they ate too? It was like probably I was like you know the turtles got the pizza. Yeah, so they probably like, had like sardines or something. I don't know. Uh, I, don't know I, feel, I feel like it was an American tacos, food. like <laughs> yeah, something or hamburgers. Because everybody did that freaking you know just Sonic the Hedgehog chili dog. That's true. They always had chili dog. That's totally that's, true, man. And that's a thing to this day. Like that pervades to now. I know. I honestly, I cannot have a chili dog without at least one thought of Sonic the Hedgehog passing yeah. through my mind. Well, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was like he was an embodiment of the '90s as well. He had three separate cartoons in the '90s. <laughs> True. Three. He had one good one, one terrible one, and one that was like, eh. <laughs> that was weird, too. It was yeah. very bizarre. Because he had uh, The Avengers of Sonic the Hedgehog, which was garbage, which was just like <laughs> just like really badly drawn and written Looney Tunes gags and just like awful. And like that, that was the whole gimmick. Like the backgrounds looked cheap. Everything was just cheap. Um, you know, nothing was really that funny. It was just, you know, it was like. Then he had Sonic the Hedgehog. Which was the cool one where he was fighting rebellion and like Robotnik was like this evil dude with like cybernetic parts and like it was like this is great yeah. like, like this is where did this come from <laughs> why didn't we have this um, before it's typically called Sonic Sat AM because it was Saturdays in the, in the morning mm. is when that one aired whereas the other one aired in the weekdays um, but it was like this completely different thing and when I saw it when I was a kid I was like. What? Because I hated the Sonic cartoon. I literally hated it. I was like, this is awful. It's so bad. <laughs> like, it's bad. Like, I was like, even as a kid, I'm like, this is not good. It's bad. Um, and then, like, one Saturday morning, I remember waking up and just, and, like, I saw the theme song, and I'm like, this, what? What? <laughs> like, this is, a, this is amazing. And, like, it, it just, it, 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 it has the least amount of 90s touch to it, let's say. Mm. It's like, it's more of like a, a timeless, like, hey, it's a rebellion fighting this guy. It's like, kind of has a little bit of an environmental edge, but not hitting over your head with sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like, that, was a, that was a thing of the 90s, yeah. being more conscientious about yeah. saving water, don't exactly. glitter, stuff like Cause, that. Because, you know, Robotnik's like, and, and again, it's not like, just like, oh, you need to do this. It's like, Robotnik has this giant industrial complex, and he's roboticizing everything. Like, turning everything to robots, and it's like, oh. Oh, that, that's terrible! And like you know, turning animals into robots, turning you know like trees into robots. So it's like oh, environment, but it's not like you get yeah. it. He's a villain. You he's get not, it. He's not beating you over the head. He's not with beating it. you over the head with it. You get it. You understand what's going on. Uh, then there was the third one, which was Sonic Underground, which was a mix of the two. There was still like oh well, yes, I remember that one. Robotnik was still kind of like the evil overlord type of deal, but Sonic had a brother and a sister, and they were in a band together, and they had to find their mother for some reason. Just really awful. Really weird, yeah. Like, like where, what? Because <laughs> like, one of his brother, he was green and a mohawk. Yep. Uh, and it, was, his... it was Spike and Sonya, I think, were their names. What was his sister? Sonya. She, she, she had pink well, hair. She had like the, that's she, right. she had, like, the pink hair that was like kind of like, you know. Kind of off to one side. Off to one side. Kind of very, kind of 2000. It was kind of like you know, like now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, kind of ahead of her time there. Yeah, it was, it was very punk. You know, it's like yeah, yeah so yep. it, was, it was very punk. But yeah, Spike, Sonya, and Sonic were the three. Uh, of course, they all yeah, they have the S's names because that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, and they played in a band and it was really weird. But it just had this like element of like oh like rebellion and and you know like like evil overlord stuff, which was good. But then it was like yeah, you're in a band. <laughs> you're fighting with instruments. You're fighting these guys. <laughs> With Using instruments. your guitar. I just... You're Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. You're in a band. You're supposed to be 
running fast, which, but you have a guitar. Which know. is interesting, considering Sonic is supposed to be, uh, in a, he was supposed to be in a band in the original concept. Uh, oh. Like, that was the original concept. He was going to be in a band, and he was going to have a human girlfriend named Madonna. So, that was a thing that existed. All right. Yeah, I know, right? So. Interesting. So, that was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Just the, some of this stuff is just really kind of out there. Exo Squad is another one. I don't know if you ever watched Exo Squad. Exo Squad was really cool. That was a really good sci-fi show. I have all of it on DVD. It's never been officially released on DVD. I have bootlegs. No. Um, but it's uh, it, it's very much a space opera. You know, like you're kind of traveling through space, and uh, but they have these exo suits that they all have, and it was a very Ooh. big toy line uh, tie-in and everything. I have all the toys still. I still have all the toys, so mm. it's really cool. Um, uh, another one that we're going to hit on, I think we might, uh, eh, might, might eh, maybe a few more. Mighty Max, that's another one. Ninety yeah. three is a big I, year. I feel actually. like I've expressed my love for the show in depth on this uh, once before, but Mighty Max is awesome. Um, but to this day, I watched an episode the other day, and it still holds up. It's amazing. <laughs> it holds up. It's amazing because like it is. Max is very much a '90s kid. Yeah, he's always skateboarding. He's he, always doing this. And it's I, Rob Paulson, right? Rob Paulson played him. That's, that's amazing, yeah, dude. That, that's the thing is, and I think that's why he kind of like carries on because he doesn't have a '90s kid voice. Yeah, it's just Rob Paulson. Yeah. doing his kid voice that he does. Um, you know, and, and something about that just sort of like helps it last. I don't know. Um, makes him more endearing when he like does the pranky kids. Ha ha! Just the '90s <laughs> pranked you because he does have like a '90s kid friend too. Like has like hair in his face, and he like you know, and he yep. talks like real '90s and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's well, and of course, when my first thing Mighty Max does when he gets the hat, yeah, puts it on backwards. Puts it on backwards because he's put too cool for school, too man. Too cool for school. <laughs> gonna put it on backwards. This is my hat now. Mighty Max is an interesting little toy line one as well. Yeah, uh, I used to have a whole. It was, it yeah. was like the boy Polly Pocket. It was the marketed boys version of Polly Pocket. Yeah, and it was a cool little toy. And it actually, I saw a guy like reviewing it like like later on. He like found some old ones in like a flea market. He's like, these hold up. These are cool. Like you know, it's like you open it up and, like, things will string together and, like, you can, like, have them, like... I don't know. It's just, like, it's a cool little, like, play set that's, like, really small. And, like, you know, you know, Lego's getting on that now. Mm-hmm. They have, like, the little mini play sets now. And it's like, Mighty Max and Polly Pocket did it first! You know? <laughs> like, you know. Um, but, yeah, Mighty Max was just... It, it was... Not only was that good, voice acting was stellar. The animation was great in every episode. The animation was amazing. It was really good. And this, so good. It was the most bizarre thing. I remember watching it the first time. I'm like... Mighty Max, that isn't like that thing, and then I'm watching. I'm like, this is really good. And like, <laughs> I would tell that to people. They're like, oh, this is a kids' show. I'm like, no, it's actually really good. <laughs> and it's one of the few times, one of the few times in the history of television. There's a trope that I despise, Mitch. There's a trope in all of things that everybody hate, likes. I like some tropes. I hate some tropes. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes, has tropes that they hate. Everybody has tropes they like. One of the most, the biggest trope that I despise is prophecy. Prophecy and destiny is always, it's never handled properly. Mm-hmm. It's never handled right. It's never brought in properly. It's never exactly what you think it is, or it's fake, or it doesn't work right, or whatever have you. It's always something not well done. It just, it never works out. In Mighty Max, the prophecy is exactly what is going to happen, and it's exactly <laughs> what freaking happens. It, it, Bold. Yeah, it's done in a good way, too. Bold. 
Yeah. And, and just it, it has it has a bit of sacrificial, you know, tides to it and everything. You have to defeat, you have to defeat this great evil, but there's not there's no way to get around the fact that this is how this person ends and this is how this person ends. Uh, I don't want to spoil any of this stuff, but yeah, you know, it's just like, especially that last yeah. episode, the very the end very last episode is amazing. It's like, oh. and th- that that little two parter is amazing, and uh, just when they finally show him the prophecy wall, they had an earlier episode where Norman, the big barbarian. Is afraid of spiders. He's afraid of spiders. There's a whole it's thing about it. One thing he's and terrified of. It's the one thing he's terrified of, and it's just like it's played off as kind of like a joke or like you know, kind of like a thing getting over his fear, blah blah blah. But then later on, you realize why he's afraid of spiders, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like wow, that's crazy. There's a lot of character yeah. uh, depth in the in mm-hmm. the show yeah. about a boy who gets a magical hat that opens portals, portals to different and, worlds. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. bizarre. Tim Curry plays Skullmaster. This show is uh, awesome. I know, right? It's awesome. Tim Curry's awesome. great. Tim Curry needs to do everything. Um, <laughs> Anything yeah. and everything. Come Anything on, Tim. and everything. But it shows like that just embody the 90s to me. 93 is really where it kicked off to these, like, well, the 90s is a thing. Because, like, you know, early on, you don't ha- a 90s doesn't have an identity. Yeah. By the third year of the 90s, there's an identity. Yeah. Loose pants, skateboards, backwards hats, <laughs> you know, yeah, just yeah. that whole thing. You got a backpack, but you only put one strap on your shoulder. Right, exactly. One strap. You know, it's like just weird, strange color, trapper keeper colors everywhere. Oh, just, my gosh. Just like that, you know, that Saved by the Bell opening weird shapes, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff. It's like, it's 90s. That's what it is. Uh, Rocker's Modern Life had a lot of that, visually. Yeah. Uh, but it's very much a timeless show, other than that. Uh, but you know, it, it's basically just about, like, Rocco's Modern Life is him, you know, getting a big TV or something like that, or, like, dealing with a fast food, some sort of, like, fast food ordering thing that's, like, brand new, and it's just weird. So, but, you know, uh, Rocco's Modern Life is that way. Um, Stone Protectors, that was another uh, cheap... Um, it was only 13 episodes, I think. I have that all on DVD as well. Another cheap uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripoff, but it was by the Trolls people. The people of the Trolls. Oh, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. I've seen and they show. had little stones in their yes. uh, chests and everything. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Just like the little trolls, like they had little stones, but they were the stone protectors, so they were all like big and huge and like mutinous and gross looking. They just looked <laughs> terrible. It's like no one's going to catch on to this because they look yeah. horrible. They look terrifying. And lo and behold, it did not do well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shocking. Shockingly, it did not do so great. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time aired in this time as well, SWAT Cats, The Radical Squad. Oh, uh, yeah. One of my all-time favorite shows ever <laughs> that I hope gets a resurgence because they're pushing for it. Those The guys own the rights now. They're pushing for it. They want a resurgence. They want a rebirth. Uh, and I can't wait. They made a pitch to uh, a studio... And uh, they recently uh, said that they were turned down by that studio, but they're looking at others. So there's a lot more media out there to do this stuff. So pitch it to Netflix. Pitch it to anybody. Pitch it to Cartoon Network. Whatever. Whoever. Hulu. Cartoon Network. Amazon. Whatever you got to do to make this thing happen, (laughs) pitch it. It would be great to see again. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's one of my all-time favorites, that show. A yeah. Lot, a lot of my favorites came out during this show. Um, another one that we didn't really talk about, um, uh, in 92, uh, the X-Men animated series. That's right. But yes. I guess that one did have very 90s moments in it. But it, it was did. Very, vi- it was it, all visual. Again, it's timeless, but the reason I consider it to be a 90s cartoon in the terms that we're talking about it is that because it is the adaptation of the Jim Lee uh, version of 
X Men, yes. which was the entrance of the X Men into the nineties. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was the resurgence, the biggest selling comic of all time, I believe, still to this day. I want to say the most copies ever. Uh, probably. That, that I mean, it's X Men number one, Jim Lee. And, yeah, yeah, it's up there. I yeah. know Death of Superman is pretty darn close. It's pretty too, close. So. Yeah, but I believe because it had that, you had to complete the whole thing. Like it, there, yeah, there's yeah, the, there's the A through E covers, mm-hmm. and then the G cover was the gatefold where you fold it out, and it was all the covers connected together. Yeah, exactly. So. so, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot, lot of, of marketing going on there. <laughs> it's like, but yeah. we're not here to talk about the uh, the comics industry. Yeah, uh, but this was very much like that style of it. this was kind of my it was my introduction to, to X Men, but it was my introduction to the '90s versions of them. Um, it was my introduction to the to these like uh, more prolific stories, right? Like Days of Future Past, Days of Past, or the Apocalypse which, Wars, or I had no idea how off brand the Days of Future Past <laughs> yeah, was from the actual Days of Future Past because Cable and Bishop aren't part of that. They are not in that at all. And I thought they were a big prominent part of Days of Future Past, and it's like, nope, it's nope. just Kitty Pride. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> It's just John Byrne and who else doing that? Uh, Chris Claremont. Claremont doing that, and that's it. Uh, that that was and the, it's Kitty. That's yep. it. Uh, it's two issues too. Yeah, two issues for, the, for the length it went on right. in the show, right? Which was like, yeah. I feel like it was probably longer than ten episodes. It was well, a long run. Well, the initial one was just the two parter, the season one finale with Days of Future Past. It was Bishop coming back. But they just kept going back to it. Like yeah. Cable would show up, and they'd go back to Bishop's world. They go back to Cable's world, and Apocalypse would show up. And that was my introduction to people like Apocalypse and stuff like that. I never knew about Apocalypse. Never knew about him because my introduction to my knowledge of X Men was Pride. Pride of the X Men was my knowledge. Of X-Men. <laughs> yeah, and honest to God, that was my that was my knowledge of what the X Men were. It's an, um, it'll give you a crash course for sure if you don't yeah. if you don't know the X Men. It'll it'll yeah it'll explain some things for you. Yeah, and it's sweet. 80s Dazzler design. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was the that, that, that was my introduction. Was that Pride. was one character I mm-hmm. they did they hardly used and uh, mm-hmm. one thing I always kind of like because you had for the X Men I know we're going probably much more into this than That's we probably fine, should man, we're good. but you had Cyclops yeah Jean Grey mm-hmm. Beast yeah and you also had Angel who kind of like would come and go but he was still there right. enough yeah he was there around Iceman was in one episode he was in one episode it was just crazy one episode he was in there Bobby was in one episode yeah and he was, it, it was same one with Strongman right Strongman, Strongman yeah, yeah and, and X-Force uh, um, X-Factor X-Factor yeah yeah because Polaris was on part of the team and he yeah. had a crush on Polaris but then Polaris confessed <laughs> her love to Havoc and yeah, yeah. blah 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 but so it was like yeah. One of the founding members of the X Men. <laughs> one episode. Yeah, one episode. Colossus had more episodes <laughs> than than freaking Iceman did. Yeah. It's like, what is going on Very here? Very bizarre. Very weird. Um, I would love to see like a resurgence, a resurge cartoon of X Men. Yeah, uh, but done. in that vein, I don't want. In that vein, I want a first class cartoon, like an actual first class. Okay, the yeah. first five. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Beast in human form with big feet and big, big old hands. feet, big hands. Uh, Cyclops, Angel, Jean Grey. And um, uh, Iceman. Iceman. I know, right? Uh, and, you know, with, with Professor X. I want to see a cartoon do you, of that. Do you want Iceman, uh, like, 
OG Iceman where he looked like a snowman. Nah, you can you can have so him you, you like give him, you the him ice sheet. jagged a- edges yeah. and whatnot. I just give him the ice sheet look. Yeah, not, okay. not the jagged edges, but like just where he's like, I, it looks like Silver Surfer almost. Gotcha. Okay. I, I give him that look, like from Spider Man is Amazing Friends. Amazing Friends. That's right. That's kind of my okay. that's my Iceman. Yeah, all right, like, all right, all right. That, that's my Iceman is his Bobby from Spider Man is Amazing Friends. <laughs> uh, that was supposed to be Human Torch in that show, by the way. You know really? That? Yeah, not Starfire. Well, I know uh, 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 Firestar or Firestar. And yeah. it's funny enough that's her first appearance yep. in, in the TV show. Yep, she's a Harley Quinn. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> Animation, she was Harley Quinn before Harley Quinn was. Uh, there's only a few. There's only a few characters that do that, uh, that. That enter into comics afterwards. It's Harley Quinn. I mean, there's more now, but like back in the day, Harley Quinn, uh, uh, Firestar, Firestar, and X23. She was originally in X Men Evolution before she was really. I did not know that. Yep, X23. Laura Kinney was in X Men Evolution. Well, I guess it all depends on. And this is where my comic book nerdum comes out. Yeah, uh, I guess it all depends on what you count as her first appearance, because back in it was before Nix. No. Oh. Okay. She, oh. 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 The little vial. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's so like, interesting. It's like Wolverine number eighty. Wolverine number eighty. Or something like that. But that's she's not a person. No. Yet. It's she, a little vial. It's X which is X23 on the side, and that's it. I wonder if anybody's ever asked Chris Yost about that because he's the person that created Yost and uh, Kyle Craig. Kyle Craig. Kyle Craig and Chris Yost. They were yes. the two guys that created because they wrote for Evolution, mm-hmm. uh, and they created X23. I want to know if they actually read that issue and went, and like, "Huh." And made that off of that. Yeah, I, could, I don't know if anybody's ever asked him. Yeah, that. I don't know. That's a good probably question. has. I could probably look that up and see if that. I, I feel like maybe some some super nerd at a comic con was like, Mister mm, Yost. Mm, I was wondering if you. I maybe. just wanted to clarify something with my buddy over here. <laughs> I've been arguing about this for a while. We're, we're nerds too. We can do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Oh, this was also during a time '94. This was when they started putting out Marvel. Started putting out animated series. Uh, they had the Iron Man show, the Iron oh, Man series, yes. the uh, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Incredible Four, Hulk. Hulk. All three of these. Seasons two of Iron Man and Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Do not watch season one. Oh, I know. Awful. I tried watching. Awful. I tried to go back through and watching Iron Man, Mm-mm. and I'm like, oh, this it's is so bad. It's a bad taste in your mouth yeah. and everything. It's like, what is this? Season two? Boom. Go. <laughs> watch it. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's really good. Holds up to this day. Uh, Fantastic Four, same way. Season yeah. one, awful. Season two, fantastic. Love Fantastic Four. Uh, I remember Hulk, watching that a lot yeah, when I was a Because they, they went over to the Hulk studio. The people that did Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Hulk cartoon in the 90s was actually really good. It's good through the whole run. Like, season, you know, season one all the way through. Because they went to that studio. They're like, he, they're doing better. Let's go to those guys. So they know what they're doing. And, I, and it's just, it's way better. It's just so much better. And uh, it's a good little run of shows, and I think they're all available on DVD now, or they were available for streaming for a little while there. Mm. Uh, probably are still a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, man, that was this that was this early? Space Ghost Coast to Coast was in 1994. Wow. Holy crap, that's amazing to me. That's insane. That is amazing to like me. I, knew, I had a feeling it was probably in the 90s, because I was watching yeah. I was watching Brack Show by, yeah. like, it had to have been, like, that's insane. Heaven, probably in the 90s, That's to be amazing. Man, a lot of good shows came out this year. Uh, Spider-Man, the animated series, came yeah, out this year. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, that ran until 1998, which is kind of shocking to me, because I, I could have swore there was a full year of reruns on that. <laughs> could have been, yeah. At least one point in time, there could have been. There was nothing but reruns of that show until they finally got to, <laughs> till they finally farted out that last season, which... <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I hate the last season. Of that last show. season's awful. It's awful. It's so bad. First two seasons are probably the best. First ones. two seasons are fantastic. That last season where they're going through secret wars and all yeah. that stuff, bad. It, okay. it, it anyway, is, says 
It is pretty awful. Oh, so bad. So awful. Um, Street Sharks was this year as well. The Tick came out this year. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot about that. The Tick, which just premiered their latest, the new show of that as well. Mm-hmm. So The Tick's this weird little purveying uh, little property. I don't know what it is about The Tick. It's just, I don't know, it's just hanging on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I, again, these sort of, like, embody the whole 90s run. I would say the first half of the 90s is what really embodies it. Um, we might come back and cover the last half of it. Uh, but the first half is really what embodies it because that's like, you know, the, the 90s The era. 90s, man. Because then it starts to just get into like, okay, now that the identity's there, we start getting into shows like Earthworm Jim, mm. Freakazoid, things with their own identity. Yeah. Things, things that actually like, like um, try to vamp up into some pinking the brain. It just like new ideas start to come out from this sort of thing. Uh, Savage Dragon, which was a terrible cartoon, but it's like, hey, an, in, an image comic has a cartoon now. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Not good. Uh, not great. Didn't um, do very well for the Spawn series yeah, either, but... Not, not great. It, it, it was bad animation. The last season was actually better. Jim Cummings did a fine job, but it's like, you know, like, the creator kind of came out on that. It was like, well, kind of made it obvious that Savage Dragon is supposed to be a black dude. Yeah. Like, Kind of, like, I kind of made it very obvious that that's the thing, and then they get Jim Cummings, who's like the whitest sounding dude on the planet, uh, does a fine job. But, yeah, you know, it's just like that's you know, it's very like, true though. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's you know, like I, I the, the creator kind of bashed the show a little bit because <laughs> you know, for obvious reasons. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's intriguing that that was some, but that again was very nineties. Like, oh, oh yeah, it was like stuff like that. Big oh. muscles, punching stuff. Mm-hmm. Ultra Force was another one that was an in, that was my Malibu Comics. Uh, that was their take, and it had like Prime, Hard Case, Prototype. You remember any of these guys? Yeah, I'm drawing. Yeah, one. man. Yeah, Malibu Comics was like they were like the no- rad. And I, I remember stuff. Malibu Comics. Yeah, 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 that was that was that was the '90s thing. Ultra yeah, Force true. was Ultra Force was their Avengers. It was taking all those characters oh, okay. and like, making like the the thing of the the whole like run of it. It was literally Avengers. Like it was like Hard Case was like the Captain America. <laughs> uh, uh, like it, it was it was crazy. Uh, 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 Prime was. Uh, well, he was kind of the Captain Marvel because he was a kid, but then he'd like transform into ah, like, okay. like, this primal ooze that would come out, and he'd become like prime, big, strong superhero. But it would like it would like embody whatever his mindset is. Mm-hmm. So like there was one part where like he had like a darker mindset, and he came out as like you know like dark prime, evil so, prime, like, evil prime. So, but that's why he came out looking like a superhero because he's a kid. Yeah. So it comes out looking like a Superman with like a big flashy cape and everything like that. So. And uh, but people didn't know he was a kid, just like Shazam. Yeah, but they yeah, very, like, very Shazamish. Yeah, very much so. There's a death in the first episode of that show. Really? Amazingly. I don't know how they got away with it, but like one of the characters, 90s, 90s. But it, <laughs> I don't know how they got away with it. But there is a death at the very at, at the beginning of that thing. One of the one of the characters uh, uh, dies of radiation poisoning, uh, and it's kind of gruesome. Wow! It's it's like freaking Spock style. Like she's like hacking into a system to shut down a thing, and she's dying, and she dies at the end. And it's like whoa! Whoa! It's crazy. Like Some heavy stuff there yeah, for a kids show. It's crazy, and the, while the zombie character outside is like, like saying, "Let me do it. I'm dead already. I'm a zombie." It's, no, basically, and he's like, you know, but she, you know, you don't know how to do this, and you know, like how to hack into the talk to like, me through the door. Right? Yeah, no, it's just like whatever. It's like, but it, it, she could do, but you know, yeah, it's like you I'm talking to you through the door right now. Well, but. but in in that case, it's like you're gonna tell a guy who, who's never programmed before how to program something oh, okay, through true. a door. That's true. It's not like. Cut the wire. It's yeah. She's hacking a system. Like, yeah. It's like, 
Okay, now take the you know, it's like Yeah, now hit like, command F shift three six nine four Now make a call to the database by reverbing the I don't know Why do you reverb something? I'm a zombie He <laughs> starts screaming at her, I'm just a zombie He's like, Well you said you could do it <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's crazy that that ends uh, with the, with the, or that the first episode ends. With yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty intense, man. It's it is intense. Like I, I don't know. It's just like in the '90s, that stuff was also kind of like looked at, like yeah, like especially like network television and stuff like that, and cartoons. You weren't allowed to say die. You weren't allowed to say death. But you know, I guess they they got away with that one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the '90s was an interesting time. It was an interesting time to say the least. Honestly, going back through, I was watching a movie the other day. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was in the '90s. And, yeah. I, and like you, if if you didn't know by looking at the date, you just tell by yeah. people's <laughs> attire. Sure. Like, uh, oh, you know what it was? Speaking of hacking, it was hackers. Oh, it was hackers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Massive, massive, yeah. Dude, it, it, yeah, like, cause I can't remember, I can't remember that guy's name. He played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. uh, uh, movies. Matthew Lawrence, yeah. Matthew Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, dreadlocks. And like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hack the system, man. Down with the band, man. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I was watching it, and I was like, you know, even though this guy, this guy is a burned out hippie, mm-hmm. and, like, his uh, the rest of his friends are just, like, I don't know, just, like... I don't know. They're, they're, they're almost kind of like just rude hacker people. Yeah, I totally am captivated by this, and I was like, <laughs> I think it's mostly because it's in the, said in the nineties, man. Yeah, yeah. Like the nineties was. Is- I granted, now when the nineties hit, I was I was five to fifteen. Right. What was was my time in the nineties? Mm-hmm. But like, I, it's hard to explain, man. But it was just so so much fun comes from the nineties memories and and like, <laughs> and like I said. The, Quality, quality air quotes. Well, quality there, cartoon shows. There were, there were quality cartoon shows during the time. Like, well, referring to Street Sharks is the well, air yeah, quotes quality, but well, Animaniacs was exactly. to this day. All, I can still watch it. Yeah, and it's all amazing. that, yeah, all that stuff. Like it just like it just good comedy is good comedy even when it has dated jokes in it. Yeah, like it's like there's still just good comedy in it. Um, you know, uh, uh, they make, they make Joel Schumacher jokes in Animaniacs. You know? <laughs> what kid's gonna know who Joel yeah. Schumacher is? You're like Schuma- Shoemaker? Yeah, who's that? Joel I don't know. Schumacher? Like, I don't know who that is. But yeah, uh, there, there's something Schumacher actually does translate to Shoemaker. Actually, really, oh, that okay. is what it translates to. It makes, uh, makes sense. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but no, it's just yeah, it, it's interesting because like when you have this influx of everything being pitched at a wall. You're going to get some good stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I maintain that, like, Biker Mice from Mars, though capitalizing on a really weird trend of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. Teen Sharks, that whole thing. Mutants and aliens, it, and they yeah. all have their one particular food they like to eat, and yeah. they all kick butt. There, there's, there's a certain vibe to it that's, like, the guy who made this cared about a plot. Rick Unger actually cared about what was going on. Mm. He actually had a coherent story that he was telling in a weird 90s way. Yeah. But it's like that's – he had a story that he was telling. And sometimes that comes out. It's like – I love going back and watching these sorts of things, these little time capsules of, of – uh, it's more interesting to watch those than it is the timeless ones. <laughs> yeah. Just because like the timeless ones I can just sit down and enjoy. But I'm intrigued by these ones that are just so apparently that era. And, like, there are things like that nowadays that people don't really think about. I think the Babs Tar run of Batgirl is exactly that. Mm-hmm. The Babs Tar run of Batgirl, the uh, uh, cartoon, is, like, so, like, 
millennial 2012. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like everything that's going on in it is like, you know, everybody's got an app. Everybody's so obsessed with selfies and apps and like just all this stuff in like the hippie, you know, the hipster Burnside era area. And it's just like, yeah, this is. This is like a, a 70s... Sh- like, when I look at it, I was like, this is like a 70s comic. This is like a Steranko comic of today. Mm-hmm. It's just embodying everything of the era. Yeah. Like, just kind of just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. I can and, see that. Yeah. And, and the 90s was kind of that way. The, the, the cartoons we covered were kind of that way. Yeah, very much and, so. And it's, a, it's an interesting way to look at something, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that covers my monologue today, guys. We covered the first half. Again, the second half of the 90s, tons of other stuff came out. Oh, yeah. But And we might do a little thing where we cover the second half of it and cover them in detail. But really, honestly, I just wanted to cover the things that were 90s in feel. Yeah. And that usually came at the beginning of it because it started to kind of make us slide down. The 90s fashion trends died quickly. <laughs> I'm not joking. Are you telling me like, a flannel shirt wrapped around your waist is not cool anymore? It went out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, they even made a joke about it in uh, South Park. Uh, oh, did they? Yeah, where the, 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 there was a guy that was frozen in time, like, but they treated him like a caveman. But he was from 1996, <laughs> and he just had like a he had like a he had like a like a, a, a flannel shirt and like jeans and like workman's boots and yeah. stuff like that. And he's just like, uh, I don't know what's going on. And like he's just like anything could trigger him off. And that same year they made that the Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl. So he freaks out because like the Atlanta Falcons never go to the Super Bowl <laughs> before that point, you know. And they never have been back since. But you know, at that point, like the news, like, oh, they've done it. The Atlanta Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. And he, like, flips out like a caveman. And it's just like it's so stupid. Yeah, you know? like, it's just silly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of crocodile hunter jokes in that episode as well. Really, they, they actually put the crocodile hunter in the show, in the episode. I'm gonna say they they, they, they after after uh, after he passed away, yeah. they were pretty quick to put him in an episode about the uh, yeah, oh, Satan's yeah. Uh, sixteen Satan. sweet sixteen yeah yeah that's yeah. right he's like Satan it's me he's like oh dude that's too soon that's not cool man he's like no it's me it's like Steve, Steve Irwin. Irwin. he's like oh we don't costume dude get out <laughs> oh dude no costume you gotta go <laughs> yeah it's like oh man no costume dude you gotta go they they they're not afraid that's brutal sure. they they're not afraid of stuff. Afraid of stuff like that. And that was well before he died. That yeah. was well before he passed. Away. Uh, yeah. uh, it was well before he passed. But anyway, that's it for this episode of the Animation Destination Podcast. Uh, Mitch. Brandon. You got that old bagged and bearded show. Which I is do, great. man. We, uh, it's, it's a little This funny. week I'm on. I was about to say, this week you are on the episode. We are uh, hijacking the bagged and bearded and doing the Howl- uh, Galactic Howlers. Galactic Howlers. And episode. if you want to know why we came up with that name, get on to uh, Just listen to the episode because it explains it. I know. I really <laughs> like the logo, how it's like over top of it, like someone tagged Galactic Howlers over top of the bagged and bearded. It's, it's really, really cool looking. It's good but, um, yeah, yeah, we. Talk about everything, comic books, anything and everything in between. Yeah. Um, you know, week we talked about Rebirth. We talked about, Rebirth. yeah, pretty much just covering the stuff that had just came out for Rebirth. Mm-hmm. But check it out. It's great stuff. We uh, we were not prepared for our Green Lanterns, which no. is sad because no, both Eric and I really like Green Lantern. We like Green Lantern, yeah. But it's just we, did, we were not prepared for that. But I think this week we might just cover just... You know, literally just turn the mic on and be like, what are you reading? I like that. What do you like about that? You know, just just in general. Steven's the brain behind the behind the show. He and he's on his honeymoon right now, so hopefully, yeah. uh hopefully he's having a good time because me and Eric are trying our best to keep this, this sucker afloat. <laughs> but you did. You kept it up. It's up here. Yeah, we got it on your Wednesday up, mark, so. which is great. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, that's it for this episode of the Animation Destination Podcast, guys. You can check us out on DNN. 
or DestinationComics.com, not DNN.com. It's not a, it's not a thing. Not yet. It's not a thing. Well, I think DNN.com is a thing. I think it's like a Dominican news network or something. <laughs> uh, not right. joking. No, uh, no. Yeah. DestinationComics.com. You can also check us out on the social medias. Uh, at uh, uh, Animation Destination on Facebook and at Animation Pod on Twitter. Uh, that's it for this week's episode, guys. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening, DNN.